Hello, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. How's everybody doing out there today? Hope you're doing well. Uh, in case this is the first time you're tuning in, I am uh, Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a sixth Don in the Universal Martial Art. And also, too, a couple of things that we do on this podcast is we talk about um, the teachings inside the Karate Kid movies, as well as the Cobra Kai TV series. Now, usually we talk about uh, Mr. Miyagi or Daniel LaRusso, and I promised you guys that we were going to talk about the teachings of Johnny Lawrence today from the Cobra Kai. Now, um, for those of you guys that have not seen Cobra Kai, um, the first season especially talks about the um, character development of what happened to Johnny Lawrence um, after, you know, all that, everything went down in the Karate Kid movies. Um, and it shows Johnny Lawrence um, teaching his first student. Now, um, as he was teaching his first student, um, you got to remember that he was taught by uh, Sensei John Kreese. And um, so Johnny Lawrence kind of reverts back to some of the ways that he was taught when he was younger. So the first thing he does is he um, is teaching Miguel, his first student, and he's having him do different uh, work assignments around the, um, the dojo, uh, like cleaning the mats or uh, cleaning uh, both sides of the takedown mats, uh, washing windows, cleaning bathrooms, and doing uh, general cleaning maintenance type things. Now, um, they, made it, they made it kind of funny inside the uh, Cobra Kai TV series uh, that he really didn't care how Miguel did it. He just wanted Miguel to do it. Um, and one of the things that he's trying to teach, even though he may not realize it, is he's trying to teach discipline and commitment. So he's trying to teach Miguel discipline and commitment. So as a result, uh, today's uh, topic today is going to be work discipline, work discipline. Now, the history on this is that, um, when I was younger, my dad set up a, um, a system for us to get paid by the hour uh, for different uh, um, work that we did at home. And um, he did this, you know, as we got older, you know, so that we can get paid. Um, you know, a lot of times it was used to pay our car insurance or it was used to pay other things that, uh, that he paid for us. Um, but um, you wanted to try and get your credit. So you'd do work assignments like he'd have me... Uh, uh, fix, fix the cars for half an hour or, um, you know, mow the lawn for a couple hours or different work assignments, and it was based on an hourly rate. Now, um, one of the things that, was, um, that I have to preface this with, with is that, you know, um, my dad was born from a different generation, and his dad, of course, was born from a different generation, the older generations. Now, uh, a couple of the things that I'm telling you now may be a little bit more of a uh, more shock to some people than others, but um, my dad kind of category uh, categorized um, the different work that we did, and sometimes, like for example, he would have us do, um, you know, landscaping outside or uh, cleaning up the cleaning out the barns or uh, doing uh, gardening outside uh, or fixing cars or cleaning up the garage or workshop. Um, but then sometimes he wouldn't give me credit 
for doing the cleaning type work. Like for example, I'd clean the basement um, and he didn't want to give me credit for that. Um, and mostly because he kind of, uh, you know, said that that's more of the mom type work that, 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 that that's done. Like, so for example, like my, my sisters um, would all, uh, Christy, Julie, and Carrie could get credit for that, but, but we could not. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't really like that because sometimes, you know, I felt pulled to do like the, the, uh, the basement, we had a downstairs living room and, um, I really wanted to get it organized and get it clean so that, um, you know, cause my room was right next to it, you know? So it was, that was mutually beneficial. Not only did it was, it was it clean, but also too, it was more organized so that it was right next to my room. So it wouldn't look so cluttered and such a mess. Um, so eventually my mother, uh, got him to come around and, uh, would pay us for those, those jobs as well. Um, and th th that work is very important, uh, cleaning and, uh, and that kind of work is, is very important. Um, and uh, the concept of cleaning as you go and making your day-to-day -day life easier and better. So it's very important. So part of this, um, this work discipline topic today um, it, we're talking about is, let me, let me shape this in a certain way. Um, instead of calling things by traditional gender roles, you can simply just um, um, categorize it like this. You could say that there's the major shapers. Um, like for example, if you're putting in a new floor, um, that's like a major shaper. If you're putting in a new sink or a new faucet, um, that's a major shaper which changes the landscape of your house quite a bit. Then there's the minor uh, shapers when, it ha when things have to be clean and sanitized. Not to say that that is harder or easier. It's just that um, sometimes when you're in the middle of construction, like we're in the middle of construction in our house right now, I'm putting in a new floor, um, then the minor things, like the minor cleaning things, like the countertops and stuff like that with all my tools on it, aren't really as important right now because if I clean it up every single time that I get it out, then um, then it takes a lot, more, lot longer to get the major construction stuff done, you know? Uh, it is important to clean as you go, but it's not as important to uh, to get, have everything super tidy, unless, of course, you're having um, guests over your house. But it's not when you're in the middle of doing construction. So sometimes it's okay to let things go a little bit why you're busy trying to um, to do that? So, for example, like in our garage right now, I've been doing a lot of cutting for the for the the floor that I'm putting in. So there's a lot of dust in there that I need to clean up. But um, is it that important that I clean it up now? Because all I'm going to do is get it messy again. Okay, but that's that could be something like what my dad was trying to say when it comes to the the movers and the shakers, so to speak. But here's some of the work tasks that you can do, and these this is work tasks that. Uh, that any kid can do. So like all my students, my uh, junior students out there, um, you can do this kind of, um, these tasks. Uh, for example, um, wiping down surfaces, okay? Now this is very important in restaurants and it's very important in your kitchen to wipe down surfaces so that when you um, bring other things in contact, uh, like other food that you're getting ready to eat or whatever, your countertops were clean so you're not uh, um, cross-contaminating when you're getting ready to eat. Um, here at the studio, we um, also wipe down like uh, all surfaces, like tables and and chairs and uh, desks, 
and also the drinking fountains. We wipe down the drinking fountains every day so that uh, uh, as people use them, they're a little bit more sanitary. Now, other things that you can do, uh, dusting. You know, you could uh, uh, use the vacuum to dust um, uh, different surfaces. You can also use a, a special spray that helps to pick up the dust so that you can dust around your TV and, uh, and um, entertainment centers and, uh, and desks and different things that, that accumulate dust over time. And that affects your air quality in your house. So you got to make sure that you, get, you pick up all the dust. Um, I also notice here at the studio too, when I vacuum, I, uh, even though the carpet's gray in the, um, in the um, lobby, the, um, the vacuum picks up quite a bit of dust that accumulates over time. And that dust over time is just makes your air quality a lot better inside your, um, your house. And also too, um, it affects your filters, your filters that you use for your air conditioner or a heater um, that uh, your, your, your um, filters can get clogged. And of course, that'll cause major problems later on with your air conditioner unit. Uh, cleaning bathrooms is kind of uh, um, important as well because you have to make sure that all the surfaces in your bathroom that are clean so you're not uh, cross-contaminating germs. Um, also, too, here at the studio, we wipe down focus mitts and uh, air shields and blockers and heavy bags. And then part of this process, too, is uh, putting junk away and getting rid of the clutter. So all of these kind of little um, small jobs that can be done um, around the house or business are very important to maintaining a, um, a, um, a clean and also to um, more organized um, uh, life. Now, um, especially nowadays with, uh, with the uh, spreading of germs and disease, it's very important to, um, to do, the, do your part to make sure that things aren't uh, being contaminated across, um, to minimize um, exposure uh, for people, you know, so especially our, uh, our elderly and uh, people with uh, underlying conditions. So um, it's not, what I mean by it's not too hard, it's more of a detail-oriented job. It's not as physically demanding, um, you know, as compared to like, you know, building something where you have to nail it or um, cutting or, you know, putting things together. Um, uh, or like even like the floors that we're doing in our house right now, they're kind of physically demanding, you know. Um, but it is something that's very important and you have to clean as you go. Now, um, what happens when you do these kind of when you do this kind of work is that um, you develop uh, discipline, what I call work discipline, uh, because nobody really really wants to do work. You know, if you have a choice between work and play, everybody will always choose play. You know, especially kids. So a lot of times, uh, you know, in this podcast, we're asking kids to work, and I know that's something that's that's difficult to do, but it's something that's necessary to do. You know, so for example, um, I told my son today, I said, you know, he, you know, he's doing school and stuff. I said, you know, by the time school's done today or a little bit after school, I need you to take out the garbage and the recyclables, you know. So those small jobs give kids a sense of responsibility and also to help them to manage their time so that they're not just free form doing whatever they want. Because you know as well as I do, uh, parents out there and adults out there, that you don't always, you can't always just do whatever you want. There's, there's very few people that can do whatever they want. And even that becomes boring after a while. Okay, so having some sort of job or having some sort of work to do 
in your day helps to balance out your day. Now, what did um, what did Johnny Lawrence teach Miguel during the, did he just have him do a bunch of work that he didn't want to do? Now, I can tell you from personal experience that I don't ask my kids to do anything that I couldn't do really quick or I couldn't, I, I wouldn't do myself. I never ask them to do jobs that I wouldn't do. Um, I always can do them a lot faster than they could. I do it for them so that they learn worth ethic. So that's one of the things that he taught Miguel was developing worth ethic, okay? Also too, he learned how to do work without question, okay? So he said, you know, uh, wash the windows. How do you want me to wash them? I don't give it care, you know, that kind of that. He didn't say that, but he said something like that. Um, and then uh, he just wanted them washed, you know, and then he asked him to clean the bathroom. Um, so later when he teaches a martial arts, he can learn without questioning everything. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, I question everything, question everything. You know, but sometimes when you're learning something, you know, learning a trade, learning a, learning a skill, um, you have to um, streamline the learning process. You want to streamline it, not just, uh, you know, every time, like, I'll, I'll give you a really good example. Okay, so one of the things that we do in our studio is I teach uh, close range defenses. Okay, now, um, we teach them this is how you get out of this situation. This is how you get out of this situation. And you do this, you do this, you do this. And then I had one uh, lady one time that she kept on saying, what if this, what if this, what if this? Now, those questions are good. I don't, I don't knock people for asking questions. But the problem is, is that she kept on what ifing so much that she never, ever practiced any of the basic moves because she was just what ifing all the time. What if this, what if this, what if this? Well, if you what if too much, you're never gonna learn something. You have to learn something some response first, okay? And if you wanna you know, uh, tailor it for your specific needs or things that you've seen in the past, that's fine. But you need to streamline the learning process first. Like for example, a gymnast does not get good without the dedication, without the worth ethic, without doing things. When they say, I want you to do 100 box jumps, they do 100 box jumps because they know that if they don't do 100 box jumps, they're never gonna develop the kind of force that they need to get off the ground, okay? So they can later learn without questioning everything. Also, too, you develop trust. Okay, so Johnny Lawrence and Miguel, Miguel was, was, uh, was de developing trust with Johnny Lawrence. You know, so Sensei Lawrence was teaching him trust. So like, you trust me, you do all, everything that I ask you to do, and I will teach you to be a great martial artist. I'll teach you how to defend yourself. I'll teach you how to do, it, how to do that, okay? Now, Johnny Lawrence's um, teaching methods may be a little bit more direct, but that's exactly what Cobra Kai was about in the Cobra Kai TV series as well as the Karate Kid. It's more of a direct approach, okay? Instead of getting all, and even Daniel did this sometimes too, where uh, Robbie would make up something like a teaching lesson, and then Daniel would say like, well, that's not what I meant, but uh, yeah, that's a good point too, because we don't always have to uh, come up with some kind of teaching um, moment every time we do anything. Now, uh, what could you do for martial art practice um, after you've done your uh, uh, work discipline? Okay, well, um, tailored for today, one of the things that you do because you're dusting, because you're wiping, because you're making those circles with your shoulder, one of the things I recommend, and vacuuming too, 
when you vacuum, um, you, you go, your arm goes back and forth. And that's similar to a bent over row. So what you do is you bend your knees a little bit. You put your feet about a little closer, about shoulder width apart, a little less. And then you grab a couple weights, uh, a couple dumbbells, light ones, you know. And for kids, especially light ones, so you just learn form. And you bring them up towards your waist. Okay, now a bent over row works the back. So you work your back muscles, and the back is a big muscle so back there, so it's great to work those. And that is the similar motion to doing it with the vacuum cleaner or how you dust, okay? Also, too, um, after doing a, a work like that, I would recommend stretching out the hamstrings, okay? The hamstrings muscles are always very, get very tight a lot from doing different uh, elements of work and exercise. So it might be a good idea to straighten out those legs because you may have been bent, like some of the things that you may have done may have been uh, on your knees while you were dusting or cleaning the bathroom. And it's good to get those legs back up and, and stretch out and lengthen those muscles in the back again, okay? Now another thing you can do too is you can warm up the, uh, the shoulders by doing shoulder circles, taking your arms going backwards as well as going forwards to get the shoulders all loosened up. And then also too, there's one that I... I don't do this as often in class. I used to, where you take and you make you take your fists and make them in a circle, both of them, and um, you um, make um, elbow circles. So with your elbow joint, you're making a circle so that you can work your elbows or your wrist. Now, I don't work as a contractor, um, but I know that every time I've done contractor-like work, that a lot of tinsel strength was used in holding the screw gun or um, you know cutting things or putting things together, a lot of tinsel strength shoes, so a lot of times your, your elbows become sore. So it's good to get those, those elbows warmed up, and that's something you can do as well as the wrist circles as well to make sure that everything is loosened up, that you don't have any. Um, it's, it's good to work. A lot of people think that it's, it's great work because it keeps you young, it keeps you active, but you have to be able to take care of yourself too. And taking care of yourself means going through those motions that I'm describing with the stretching and the uh, transitional exercises that you do by making those circles with the uh, shoulders, wrist, and elbows. You can even do knees too. Then for more martial art practice is practice your blocks, okay? Because blocks use the shoulder a lot. So you can practice the outward block, the inward block, or the low block. You could practice them with the open hand as well. So open hand outward block, open hand inward block, or open hand low block to keep a nice relaxed arm as you practice those. I recommend practicing those about 10 or 15 times each block uh, because that would be very helpful. Now, if you're a black belt, uh, I recommend doing those black belt blocks because a lot of reinforcement on those black belt blocks will make them second nature for you so that you can use them more readily, okay? And the, um, the last one is the back kicks. So these can be done, um, sometimes I hold a countertop um, at home or at the studio and then uh, or a handrail and then I do back kicks. Now you can also do these on your knees too. Now, um, back kick isn't a kick that we do very readily in our martial art, but it's, it's, a, it's more of a streamlined motion um, for working your, um, your um, glutes, your legs, your hips, and your lower back a little bit. So uh, I recommend doing about 10 or 15 back kicks on each leg, and that would be very good towards getting your um, lower back um, exercise in. Okay, it's a little different than our sidekick because our sidekick you have to stack the hips more and you have to make sure things are pivoted so it's a little bit more precise in that manner that you have to do to make it effective motion. And also too, um, 
Uh, the reason why we do side kick more than a back kick is you can see where you're kicking, where a back kick you can't see as much. Um, I do teach the back kick though um, in, in several applications, um, but uh, not as much. Now, um, I hope you enjoyed the, the work discipline topic today, and also the very first topic of Johnny Lawrence. You know, Johnny Lawrence um, is also, in my opinion, a karate kid. So he is a karate kid as well, as well as Daniel LaRusso. Because I believe that before Daniel came along and won it twice, that um, also, too, Johnny had won it twice as well, the um, under-18 All-Valley Karate Champ uh, Tournament. So um, he is also the karate kid. And we'll talk more about Johnny Lawrence in the future because I believe he had a breakthrough later on in the first episode when he started realizing that his students were kind of uh, outcast and nerds. And um, he realized that he um, is maybe an outcast as well. And he provides a haven or a um, uh, outlet and uh, martial art for those kind of students who don't always, um, you know, are, are that popular, but they became more that way through, this, through his karate teachings. So I think that he does help kids to be better. He just started off doing exactly what Chris taught him how to do. Um, and we'll cover more of his topics later that are a little bit more, um, uh, more fun than just dusting as well. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so remember, part of what we do here is in order to learn Miyagi-Do or Cobra Kai Karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. Okay, so that's all we're that's all what we're about here, and also too, is learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life, increased productivity, and a better world. So, um, I look forward to our next episode um, starting next week. Uh, we will start getting more into what I call uh, holiday episodes because uh, Christmas is coming. And I look forward to uh, examining a new topic with you. So I hope you enjoyed our topic today. And once again, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.